Mass time and potting together. Brian Tobin on the line. Mass time and friends forever. And talking it up for mass time. Luca's hot, he's in the zone. The rest of the team is ready to go. Mass time. Ooh, that song, the best song in all of podcasting, or at least all of NBA podcasting, uh, tells me that it is time for another Mavs time. I am your host, Brian Gill, joined as always by the Evan Eschmeyer to my Samuel Dellenbear. <laughs> it's my co-host, Tobin Hodges. Tobin, how's it going, buddy? That was a call b- back. I mean, my, are you running out of Mavs players? Is that what it is, is that we've done this I'm so many sure times? I'm sure I've used, used Evan Eschmeyer I don't think before. you have. That was a... Okay. Man, Okay. <laughs> That's that yeah. kind of caught me off guard a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes I have to cull through the old rosters. I'm probably the only other moron that knows who Evan Eschmeyer is. Like we're we're the only two people that remember Evan Eschmeyer more than likely. So the reason I bring up Evan Eschmeyer and Samuel Dellenbear is because the Mavs have a long history of signing absolute spare centers to fill the five at this on this team. Going back to the the mid '80s when you really needed a five, and that was the main difference between Dallas winning a title or not winning a title was they just could never quite get a center who was better than James Donaldson was. <laughs> and Roy Tarpley was maybe that guy, and he loved drugs so much, and it was just it never was going to ha- R.I.P. Roy Tarpley, and it just it never happened. And I feel like they have been chasing that since 1984. Um, constantly just just doing everything they can to get a center evan eschmeyer was like the freaking king of even as a probably 16 year old i would guess when they signed eschmeyer i was like bro what are we doing this guy this guy's terrible he's not a basketball player he's just tall that's it that's all it is um anyway it's okay we made it made right this. with eric dampier so we got it right with eric dampier <laughs> Who immediately was displaced by Sagana Job on a minimum contract. I mean, just the. I think I, I may just at some point. I'm just going to break down and write an entire book that is only about Mav centers. Dude, I think I. There is a reason why, if that. you are a listener for some stupid reason and not a Mavs fan, there is a reason why when you look at all time teams of Mavs on any website or like 2K when they do like the uh-huh. the all time Mavs team, the center is almost. Always James Donaldson because yeah, the the pickings is there? the pickings are slim for a very long time. So I just looked up Evan Eshmeyer on Basketball Reference. Uh, I am too. Okay, <laughs> that, that dude played four NBA seasons. Four. <laughs> he only played forty eight games for us in two years. Man, man, so man, man. spare. <sighs> now. I'm, no, I'm bummed out. Um, okay, since we last recorded Mavs time, that was before the Pelicans game, right? Or was it? It after was. The it was game? when we were like three, and, or we were two and one, and feeling okay about ourselves. No, we've never been two and one. It must have been after or, the. I don't know. Pelicans it must have been. Yeah. It must have been one and two. That's got to be what it was. Um, yeah, because Brooklyn was two. Yeah. Okay, so it was after the. We were three games in. <sighs> since that time, overtime win in Brooklyn. Gutsy, gutsy win. Um, that was fun. Overtime loss to Oklahoma City. Just an atrocious, atrocious loss. Like one of those like all timers. There was some stat that was floating around that was like 
teams who are up by 15 points or more with two and a half minutes left in the game. It was four and a half with 16 points. Okay. Yeah. And it was like 25,000. Literally hasn't happened in, in like time. 25 years or something like that. Like, <laughs> so now the Mavs yeah. have made history. We're the second Yay. team ever. Uh, we'll be a that, stupid so. trivia question in a couple yeah, of years. Raise that yeah. banner. Um, play in the parade. We're not the Knicks. Uh, we don't raise banners for no reason. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's retire to Marino's jersey, yeah. and uh, we're back. Okay. Uh, Got a win against Orlando, which I think Orlando is one of those te- – like, I, I'm I'm sure somebody's going to be like, you're, you're, you're super biased or whatever. Orlando's going to win some games this year they're not supposed to win. Yeah, And 100%. they're going to play – they're going to have – I think there's going to be a lot of Orlando games this year where they end up losing by 10 points, but it was back and forth until the last five minutes or something. Um so they're they're pretty interesting. They're pretty interesting. And then tonight, wouldn't say it was a great game, but also you got to get the dubs you can get. Utah's playing really well. Got it. Got to win against Utah. Kind of a big comeback, and uh, they got to win I'm, with some some yeah. things happening that wouldn't that most teams couldn't recover from. So yeah. like just absolute porous sure. shooting from basically <laughs> everyone except for Luca. <sighs> yeah. Well, that's, where did you hear that before? Um, okay, I, I I'm gonna say this. Like I said in our in our main feed episode, main feed. I know. I'm sorry. Our our main episode uh, this week. The records at this point don't really aren't the big deal to me. It's more about how's the team playing. What are the what do the stats tell you versus the eye test? All this sort of thing. You can especially early in a season, you can lose some games. You should win. You should you can win some games. You should lose. And those things usually will kind of even out over the course of 82 games. So. The record doesn't isn't the biggest deal to me as much as just like how's the team playing. Um, so five and four, right? Five and four, my run or four and three? Excuse me, right? Yeah. Now yeah. I'm now I'm lost. Now I'm in the weeds. Sorry, sorry, friends. This is four. This is what happens when you record late. Okay, four, four and three. three. There we go. Four and three could you could say it could be seven and zero. Oh, could also say it could be you know two and five, something like that. So it's kind of things even even out a little bit as we go. Um, let's start with the positives. Um, Luca tonight, seventh straight game to start the season over 30 points. That is now one away from Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain, I believe in 5960 did this in eight games to start the season. That's the second most in NBA history because a couple years later, Wilt Chamberlain, I believe did it to 23 straight games to start the season yeah. some of the statistics that you see on Wilt are just like otherworldly like it all it seems like a glitch when you see no that can't be right i mean yeah, it totally is anytime that you can be in the same conversation of stats as wilt chamberlain that's not an yeah. sti stat yeah. it's probably a good thing <laughs> so i mean that's that's a good thing Fortunately, I, I believe our boy is more interested in video games than... Uh, Keep it that way, buddy. Keep it that way. anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Let's tell our sons the same thing. Um, the He's he's pretty good at basketball, Tobin. Uh, seven straight games, 30 points tonight with a nice... My favorite tweet from the night was Jason Gallagher from The Ringer saying, I love that Jason no, Brunson the Ringer left. Anymore, but oh, yeah, whatever. But fr- yeah. Formerly of The Ringer. I love that Jason Brunson left and Mass Twitter was like, who will be number two? And Luca just said, sure, I'll do it. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much how it's felt this year is Luca, Luca, Luca. We're the, we're the Luca Lucas this year. 
That's okay. 33-11-5 and five on 12-20 of 20 shooting. Um, a- after a bad first quarter, they, they kind of gave him some trouble. I think he only scored five in the first quarter, and but he did have six assists, <laughs> and, and we were not doing so great. But came back in, got a gutsy win. His usage rate, not counting tonight because I don't think it's updated yet, his usage rate <laughs> is 40.89, which... For reference, Russell Westbrook's MVP season was 41.65, and that's the only one in the history of the NBA that is higher than what Luka is doing right now. Um, The Athletic Show asked, is that sustainable? So I'll ask you the same question, Tobin. Is, is, Is what Luka is doing right now where just about 9 out of 10 possessions end with either a Luka shot, a Luka free throw, a Luka turnover, or a Luka assist. I don't know. Is it is this sustainable? Is this sustainable at all for the season and moving into the playoffs? Or are, are we setting ourselves up for failure um, or a, a hardened Westbrook kind of fall apart when it, when it matters down the stretch? In my opinion, it is absolutely not sustainable. And the only person I think that's out there right now that could change my mind on that is Luca. So that's why I'm not too stressed about it. But I also think that we, part of the reason that he is having this situation is because we just have not figured out what we're doing on top of uh, Dorian having a slow start, uh, Bullock having a slow start, Hardaway. I mean, he even came out and said it in the media yesterday basically saying, I, I just need to, I, I just hope that everybody will be patient with me. I'm, I promise I'm trying. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Mm-hmm. And he's right. I mean, like that's, you know, that's he, we know this, you know, mm-hmm. given tonight he was one for nine from the field. That's not great. Um, so I, I think that things will happen that where he won't have to have that 40% usage rate to me. The thirty-five is what I would what I would want to see. Like thirty-five is, hey, that's that's doable. It's sustainable. Um, it's probably higher than maybe other people have done in the past. But Luca is not like other people because not mm-hmm. only does Luca, for the most part, play in a like it, he's not putting he's not John Morant. He's not Derrick Rose. He's not tearing up his body as he's playing unless he just has random ankle situations or whatever. And he, mm-hmm. and he has come into the season more in shape than he ever has. So I do mm-hmm. think that there is a world where a 35 to 38% usage rate can be sustainable. But um, yeah, I just, I think that they are not in the full capacity that they've been in yet. And I think we'll see more from Christian Wood going forward. I think we'll see Dinwiddie step up in times. And um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, when they do start figuring out some of that stuff, that kid starts doing like a, if we're playing a bad team or a back-to-back, he might give him like, you know, halves off or a whole game off and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll kind of have to see how it goes. I, long-term, this is clearly not sustainable. I get that. Um, you can't, you can't win you can't win multiple playoff series when, when your guy, when everything hinges on one guy and he's just tired by the, by the end of it. Um, Tim Cato reminded me and I've kind of forgotten cause there's been so much that is, that's gone, how tired Luca was, uh, right as we headed into COVID. Um, and 
and yeah, he's 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 totally right. And he was in great shape coming in that season, and it just it was a lot. He's in better shape this season than he has been in the, in the past. I think he's, um, I think he's settled in as a player. Obviously, he's gotten better. I mean, significantly since that time. I kind of think that it's doable for a year, and and then and in the playoffs. I might just say we're going to take our chances with it and see what happens because we have the best player in in almost every playoff series that that we potentially could could see. I do now. feel like the playoffs is a different story though. I just I feel like in order sure. for him to have the strength and energy to do that in the playoffs though you can't be running him at 40% the whole season. That's that's yeah. where that's more where I'm thinking. And I mean, I don't know. Like it's there's so many there's so many variables right now with the Mavs that there's it, we we still don't know what this team is going to play like. I mean, even tonight, like some of the some of the lineups that we were seeing, and just like, man, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But you know, and, I, and again, I've said this multiple times. I think we are still one trade away from where we're actually going to be too. So, sure, he's averaging thirty six points a game, nine boards, eight assists, steal and a half. He's shooting 11 and a half free throws a game, which is a career high by a, a pretty wide margin. And his percentage is decent. It's dipped a little since our last recording. He's had, you know, he get when he gets tired, he gets a little hitch, and it drives me freaking crazy. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, he's doing things. He's doing things very well. So I, I – this is not a long-term solution. They need to figure something else out at some point. It may be the thing that gives him the best chance this season, though. And so I've kind of come around to like, yeah, he may be tired and we may hate that and we may regret it. But I watch the other players on this team and I'm like, I don't know what else we can expect, honestly. Um, It's not a bad roster at all. It's just it's a flawed roster and the the balance on Mm -hmm. it is, is not very good. And you're right. I think there would be some changes that get made and hopefully you bring in a player to that um that Luca trusts and and that earns the trust and you get you can get some it puts everybody kind of slots them back into the place that they should be including Spencer Dinwiddie who we may talk about here for just a second um but until that time most nights there's not a really much that you're going to be able to do that's going to be better than just Luca go 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 mm-hmm. and we'll 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 see what happens you know the Thunder game was an interesting one because he was not very he was I would say was bad in that game for for long stretches. He still ended up with a 30 point triple double. Um but the team fell apart when he came back in, which is just that that feels like that's happened five times in the five years that he's been here. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost always the the reverse of that. Uh but when I went back and watched that game, I was like, I mean, but at the same time he's just not hitting shots. So yeah, not a great game, and he kind of, I think, was grouchy at times in, in ways that were not positive. Sometimes he channels that grouchiness better than others, but it kind of came down to he missed shots, and so there's going to be nights where he misses shots. Um, he's been really impressive otherwise. The Magic game was really fun to watch, Tobin, because um, the Magic literally don't have a point guard. <laughs> They have Franz Wagner is running the point because Suggs and Cole Anthony are both injured. So is Markel Fultz. RJ Hampton is the only thing on that roster right now that that resembles a point guard. Um, and so they ran this big lineup with with Franz and Bol Bol 
and Wendell Carter and Paolo and then Terrence Ross. And then at times Ch- uh, Chumo KK was in there. Um, you got Mo Bamba coming in. It was a really big lineup coached by the former assistant coach for the Mavs, Jamal Mosley, who we love. And it was very clear that Mosley had said, stay home. If he scores 60, he scores 60. And Luca was like, yeah, cool. All right. I can do that. And just like, it was just like, I'm going to post up a seven foot four guy. No problem. I got this. And then eventually forced the magic to say, all right, we can't actually let him score 60. We have to bring some doubles at some point. And that's kind of when the game broke open, mm-hmm. which it was, it was really interesting and, and, and kind of fun to, uh, to watch. And it. also um, if you're Mosley, you have to know better than that too. It's like, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> I think it's a smart strategy because I do think that the Mavs are at their best when the ball's bouncing around a little bit and you're getting open shots for, for the shooters. And also, I mean, there's a, I think there's low confidence right now for, for those guys for, for, I don't think Hardaway ever has low confidence. I think he always thinks every shot is going in, which is kind of infuriating because he's <laughs> like a career 37% shooter from the field, um, let alone from three, but like, yeah, Dorian isn't making shots yet. Reggie never makes shots early in the season. Hardaway's not really making shots. Maxie's not really taking shots. Um, Wood is shooting really well. And so is Josh Green, which would be a freaking huge thing for this team if i want to wait a week or so before another week maybe two before we do the full josh green dive in because i really like what i'm seeing but we need to see more of it before we can really i think feel that out all the way um yeah i mean like i don't think it's a terrible strategy to say yeah luca go get yours we're not going to give you threes but it's really easy to say that until a guy literally is like cool i will score 60 like that is a thing that i will do tonight if that's what it's going to to be this is not you know this is not going to be one of those nights where 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 somebody goes for 38 and we lose like i'm going to score 60 unless you come to stop me and um it's you know it's real easy to say yeah we'll let him go until somebody is just obliterating you at the rim over and over and over again and uh and forcing your hand so i don't know man it's <laughs> i still sometimes there's i get super grouchy obviously about my team and about sports in general and then sometimes I'm like, but this guy's on my team. And I just like kind of can't believe that we were able to, mm-hmm. to make this happen um, for the cost of Cam Reddish. So anyway, <laughs> um, feeling a little, a little I'm going to I'm trying not to get too petty tonight, but uh, I may I may verge that into that territory. <sighs> Do you want to talk about we have to we have to let's talk about Jason Kidd. And Christian Wood and like whatever we're we're doing with this, um, I'm not I'm not digging it, man. I'm not digging the the J Kid experience this year. It feels like we're getting the J Kid we thought we were getting last season that didn't show up and was surprisingly good. Actually, um, I'm not loving what's happening with with J Kid right now and the way that he is using or in many cases not using Christian Wood. And I think that it is. Like, we're probably overstating some of it, but also you're kind of lending yourself to people questioning and and really coming after your decision-making when the guy who is, at the worst, the third best player on this team is routinely not on the floor when it counts down the stretch of games. It's It's a bad look, and his answers afterwards of kind of being smug about it are not, are not helping either, I think. I'm with you, and I agree with you 
I do think that's saying that we are getting the Milwaukee Bucks. Jason Kidd might be a little bit of a stretch, you know, but okay. um, considering what we saw <laughs> in that book. Um, <laughs> Has he made Christian Wood get an <laughs> iPhone yet? Because I actually really support that. I'm not going to lie. That was a, yeah, I have a couple one of those things of, that was tossed around as this is yeah. bad, but I, I, if I had money, I would make all of my friends have iPhones. Yeah, I have a couple of friends that, there we have a couple <laughs> friends that I would love to send Jason Kidd to their house and be like, bro, uh-huh. get yourself out of the Android game. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. I, I, I don't like it either. I don't like what he's doing, but I, I have to think there's a reason behind it that we don't know. And maybe it's like his way of, I don't know, pressing the right buttons for Christian Wood or his way of making sure that he doesn't just hand over Dwight Powell's spot because Dwight Powell is beloved in the organization, um, which we're going to get to that in a second, I think, anyway. But I I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't understand why he's not in clutch time stuff yet. I feel like eight. I feel like seven games is enough. And he's, I mean, when he is, he's kind of in that first two thirds of the fourth quarter range where he kind of, and he's been awesome. I mean, he like, there were like, what was it? The the game where he scored 16 straight points for us. And like, was that the Phoenix game? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and then he sat the last four minutes. Like, what are we doing? Like, um, that kind of stuff. I don't understand it. And then when he makes those comments of, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on. It's like he makes those comments to see wood. And I just, I, I don't get that. But even like tonight, whenever, when the game was over, Christian Wood did not play the last three minutes. He w- they even called a timeout like in a minute and a half to go and they didn't put him back out there, but he had 21 points and 10 rebounds. And he was a plus or he was a minus seven tonight, which is pretty good considering everybody else was minus except for Dwight Powell. Um, which gosh, uh, but he's saying all these things like, uh, we're trusting coach. I, I love playing with these guys. Luca's done everything he could do to meet the ball. I truly think he is actually meeting those things. So it it might be working. I, I just don't like that he's not on the court when it matters because I feel like there is another, and maybe that's defensive-minded, which that might be very well the yeah. case. But he what he offers to me is offensively needs to be in the last part of the game you know, and if you can do a maxi for wood defensive switch, do it. But otherwise, let him let him try to do that because, like, we wouldn't have considered, you know, some people defensive players last year until they kind of flourished in kids sure. in kids system. Yeah. So give him a chance to do that. Like, I don't know, he's incredibly athletic. I think that he can do some of those things. At the very least, he can run people off the line. You know, um, which I know he kind of needs to be the guy back there still. But I don't know. I I don't love it. But I have to wonder if there's something that we don't know that's happening behind the scenes. And maybe this is their way of just saying, you need to buy in if we're going to con- commit to you for the season and beyond. And, and buying in also means that you're going to have to pay your dues and work your way into that spot. Which, again, I get it. It feels dumb, but I get it. Um, he doesn't trust. I mean, kid doesn't trust him defensively. And that's fine because he's not very good defensively. Um, tonight against Utah, it it certainly was not when it was just him in the game. It was it was everybody. I I was beyond frustrated at the number of times that uh, the 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 Jazz went into a pick and roll, and the Mavs messed up the the switch. There just was no communication on am I switching or am I not switching. 
there was just, a, I don't know, a dozen times where pick and roll and then the guy with the ball is just like, he's got six feet to drive into before he sees somebody else um, of open space. And I, that stuff can't happen long term. And, and Christian Woods, you know, he's not good at this. He's not good at that side of the ball. I get it. Neither is JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee sucks. So it's it's not this is not it's not helping anything to continue to I'm gonna, we're gonna go full McGee here in just just a second. But at a certain point, you have to just play your best players. You have to play your best players. And situational subs, fine. If it's you know, there's eight seconds left on the shot on the on the, the game clock and the Mavs are up one coming out of a timeout, by all means take Christian Wood out of the game there. Like let's go. Let's go Dorian, Reggie, Maxi, Luca, and, you know, whatever you want to do with that last spot. Is it Dinwiddie? Is it Green? Is it what? It doesn't matter. Okay, fine. I get it. There's no reason other than Kid kind of being selfish and wanting to do things his way and stubborn. There's no reason for him to not be getting any more minutes, not be getting minutes down the stretch, and not to be getting more touches, too. And and that's a, that's another thing. This whole, like, he's got to prove it, screw off. Like, this is, I don't mean that to you. I mean to, to kid. It, yeah. He's the second or third best player on the team. There's no, it, if you don't trust him, that's fine. But you're going to figure that, you're going to figure out a way to get rid of him at some point. You, he's, he's these, he's what your team has right now. And... And also, he's been pretty effective. So he is. Put him he on has the been the second best player put on the team. Put him on the floor. There's yes. no like he may not be when it's all said and done. I mean, Spencer or I mean, I don't know, Timmy or somebody it, yeah, might end up being better. But totally. right now, he is by far your second best player on the court. So and I think he's he, he, look. He has done and said all the right things to this point. I know. I mean, you can tell that he's disappointed with stuff and not not happy with it. You can tell, but I don't think it's a. I think it's a reasonable thing to be not to be upset about. I want guys that want yeah, to be in it's the okay game. To, I don't it's want okay somebody. to be upset yeah. that you're not getting playing time whenever totally. you're playing well. That's good. I just think it's stubborn coach stuff. And I I get that coaches have to work through those things. I understand that. I I just the West is so tough. You can't throw away games just to prove a point. But here's here's one thing that we are both forgetting is that Yes, this is frustrating. It is stubborn coach stuff, but we also would be saying the same thing if we had the stubborn mule of Rick Carlisle still here. Oh, for so, sure. So I mean, like it, sure. the thing is, yeah. is like it's it's frustrating because even even you know armchair idiots like us see like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, but it, it's it's you know the flip side of that is when kid wants to make a point, he makes a point just like the Moses Brown thing last year. He started Moses Brown and he was out of the game in four minutes. Like, I really think mm-hmm. he's trying to make a point. I, I, I think it, I, I don't think it's costed us a win yet. Maybe like I do. I think the Phoenix game. I think, it well, okay. Yeah, Phoenix fine. Yeah. The Phoenix game. I'll give you the, yes, agree with that one. But I also r- real quick, I think he's, I think he purposefully set up wood to fail in the OKC game. Because he made a big point after that loss of, well, you guys have been calling for him to play, so I played him. He also played him for 18 straight minutes. That's crappy. Yeah. Like, there's there's no, very no few players that. in this league that can go 18 straight minutes on the court and then got pulled out for overtime. Um, I, thought that he, I thought he sabotaged him on that. And whether, you, I don't know whether you could say that cost them the game or not because they were up by 16 points, three minutes left or whatever. They should have won that game. But still... 
that was that to me was like coach trying to send a message kind of crap and and I don't think a I don't think that it works and b I don't think that it's deserved I, I not I don't for know. him I, no it's, it's like, weird to me it's very weird yeah I mean again that's like I said last week like I'm still I'm gonna give him a couple weeks for rotations and stuff and I think this kind of falls in that same category it's just it's mm-hmm. the th- it's the comments that he's making to the media that doesn't make any sense yeah. to me but again I, I he's always been a bad talker but it's it's been really bad this year yeah yeah even more so. Um, someone else has been really bad this year is JaVale McGee. <laughs> JaVale McGee. <sighs> I, do you know how badly I wish that I was wrong on this one? Did you I, Did you see the uh, Tim McMahon stat that he just tweeted? No, ja- please All tell right. me. JaVale McGee, the Mavs starting center, in 68 minutes this year, he is minus 50. Five, minus 50. Five zero. Dwight Powell, last season starter. In 56 minutes, he is plus 50, 5 0. Look, man. And listen, you, I mean, I think everybody knows that we are not pro Dwight Powell people by any stretch. Um, yeah, it, it's, listen, you are way more mad about this than I am. Um, yeah. He has been very bad. I'm going to stay mad. And, and that's fine. Stay mad. <laughs> my, my biggest complaint, not a complaint, my biggest caveat to this right now is. It's early. It doesn't really matter come playoff time. And it's still a it's still a serviceable deal. It just you're right. I, Cause I know what you're about to do. I, I already I you're my best friend. I know you're about to say it's the only offseason move they made. You're right. It was stupid. It wasn't a good offseason move, but it's not a crippling move. It just wasn't necessary. And and now we have the situation where, well, do we trade him? Do we bail on it? Do we just do we just bench him and then play pal? Do we start wood? Like like there, it just it has created an unnecessary roster situation on top of the fact that we already don't know what we're doing with Christian Wood on top of that. Cause like if we wouldn't have signed Dwight or I'm sorry, JaVel McGee this year, then Christian Wood is just our starting five from day one. And maybe we don't have all these situ- these dumb conversations we're having right now, but instead we are having these dumb conversations. <laughs> Tonight, Mavs got off to a, a bad start. No shots are dropping. Utah got out to, I think, 14 was as big as the league got. I was only score watching at that point, so you know I'm not totally sure. But I think it was about 14 points. They, they clawed back in. Um, they go into halftime down three. They gave up 35 points in the first quarter and only 15 in the second quarter, okay? We 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 did the hard work at this point. Like you're basically you're virtually tied going into halftime after starting so poorly. Javale McGee comes back in. He played five minutes in the first quarter. He comes back in to start the half, and the Jazz are eleven go for a, go eleven and two in the three minutes and fifteen seconds that he was on the floor. Every single game at this point for a kid's stubbornness. The Mavs are willingly losing those possessions and those minutes when he's on the floor. Just just like giving him away because we promised this guy that he was going to be the starter for some unknown reason. We decided after watching that postseason run that the real thing we needed was a center who also couldn't stay on the floor during the playoffs last year. Um, I Look, again, I would love to – I would. this is a spot where I really, really would have liked to have been wrong and and – Honestly, I kind of think I, I, I soft-pedaled how much I thought this was a crappy signing, and, and, I, and that may be shocking to people because I have been very harsh about it. 
JaVale McGee sucks. He sucked his entire career. And everybody told me, media fans, uh, whatever, kept saying, no, no, he's he's a winner. This guy's a winner. You're going to see he impacts the game. He doesn't. He's a drop coverage center. There are you can you you can go outside your house right now, Toby. You can drive down to a a 24 hour fitness and find somebody who can play drop center. And because it doesn't work in the NBA anymore, he's a drop center. He has no mobility on the perimeter. He's 35 or whatever, which also doesn't help the situation. He also doesn't put in any effort. And that's the thing that I think is the killer is, yeah, Dwight Powell has driven me crazy at times over the last few seasons. You could never, and I don't want, this is too much, I know that this is too much coachy kind of crap. You can't, you could never, ever, there was two reasons why I never was all out on Dwight Powell. It was number one, because the advanced stats always said that the team was typically better when he was on the floor. Obviously not in the playoffs, but over the course of the season, the team's better when he's on the floor. And secondly, because the dude busts his balls on every single possession. And it's annoying, and try-hard stuff doesn't, doesn't, doesn't uh, carry over to the playoffs, and I get it. All these things are true, but that guy, that guy tries all of the time. JaVale McGee doesn't. JaVale McGee does not show any effort on the floor whatsoever. He's already, three games in, he looked kind of sulky about his role. Well, guess what? Because you suck. Because you're not good at this, dude. Like, I still, I still can't believe, I can't believe they went into this offseason with this was the plan and that we ended up with a guy who can't even keep last year's starter on the bench at this point. Every minute that he's on the floor is a loss for the Mavericks to me right now. And I, and I, I, I can't, I don't know. It's all kid stubbornness if he continues to start for this team to me at this point. Yeah. And it just, and you, you said it too, and you're totally right. It further complicates the Christian Wood stuff. Cause like, you can talk me into Dwight Powell starting over Christian Wood, given the way that this roster is is assembled and the lack of secondary creators and scorers and all this kind of stuff. You can talk me into it's better for Christian Wood to come off the bench and spend some minutes with Spencer Dinwiddie and all this sort of stuff. I get it. There's no world in which in which JaVale McGee should be getting minutes over either of those guys at this point. And anyway... Um, this has to stop. We have to stop just giving away minutes because we promised some some guy a starting spot on on the team. Well, we what do you, okay? So it. on that note, what do you think is going to happen with it? I, if if I if I had to guess, I would guess they would keep they're going to keep doing it for another couple of games. I would, <laughs> I, I I I I like kid most of the time, but I I think that he's stubborn and and he's he's not going to back down. This was his guy. This signing was his deal. This was a. This was a, we are prioritizing what Jason Kidd wants more than what Luca wants, honestly, when they made that signing. We're getting guys that are Jay Kidd's guys. Um, I don't think that he's going to back off of it right now. I, I, I mean, his eight minutes tonight were, were disastrous, disastrous. And it's, it's that way every single night. They just, he's not, he's not mobile enough to cover when uh, on the perimeter to switch out on guys or even just to hedge out on guys. He's not mobile enough to do that. He's not strong enough to guard bigger, bigger centers, bigger fives. He gets bullied. Like, remember Jonas Valanciunas just like obliterating him. Like, what's the point of a center if you can't stick with these guys? It's, uh, but I would, yeah, my, my guess is we've got another, 
I don't know, two to five games of this before before finally we're, we're forced into a situation where we said, hey, man, look, I know we promised you a starting role for some unknown reason, but we're going to we're going to we, we we can't keep doing this. Dwight Powell's playing you off the court. So, yeah, I, I sorry, don't think guy. I don't think they will trade him. But if you're well, if you're the listener, I mean, like just know that they literally yeah. cannot trade him until December 15th. So right. at the very least, we right. have him for another month and a half like. I and just gave him a three year deal. And I know six million dollars not that big not, of a deal, but it's like, a movable deal. Six million dollars for somebody who isn't good. Oh man, the Lakers just sent it in overtime. Crazy. What a great shot. Um anyway, I, I just this this didn't make any sense to me at the time. It makes even less sense to me now. Would love to have been wrong on it. I think five seven games in, I can very much say nope was not wrong on that one. That was a I went from a questionable decision to an outright just awful decision, in my opinion. So hopefully it won't matter. Hopefully Luca is able to keep doing Luca things. Some of the guys start hitting some shots. Josh Green comes around. Maybe we'll talk about him next week. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll see. But th- this is something they've got to... The, the, the three minutes of the, of the third quarter th- today was the, was the, the ender for me. Mm-hmm. I, I just... You can't keep doing that. I mean, you can't, you can't leave your team out to dry. If you like want to look glass so. half full with it, at least kid pulled him out and didn't ever go back to him. You know, like that's good because <laughs> that is good. But like, what's the point? Then? I mean, you know? you're like, right. What, but like, I, there's I just, there is a world it. where where he keeps getting put in, and we're just like, what is happening? I mean that that yeah. that was literally our life with Dwight Powell a couple of seasons ago. Of why do we keep putting this guy in the game? You know, and yeah. and so. In that, that I also yeah totally. I, the other thing too is like when when everybody was pining for for Powell to get pulled out of the lineup, I was a little bit defensive of it because I was like, but like guys, we don't we we have to find somewhere between ten and fifteen minutes a night where there's a center on the floor. We have to. I love when we go five out. I love when Maxi plays the five, or, or or they they even go you know smaller than that. But you can't do that for forty eight minutes. The way the roster is constructed. We've got to find 10, 12, 15 minutes where there's a center, and Dwight Powell is the best option that we have on the roster at this point. JaVale McGee is the fourth best center on this roster. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how, el- how else to, to say we don't have to keep doing this. We don't have to keep doing this. Just take the L and, and move on, and maybe he's willing to be a fun locker room presence or something. Kind of doubt it. Yeah, but I maybe, don't see that maybe. happening. Just stop doing this. Stop giving away minutes with him on the floor. Um, okay, let's talk next week. Hopefully, uh, Mavs have the Raptors on Friday, which will be a really interesting game. Raptors are they're cooking, Raptors are a man. Fun team, man. Siakam looks um, awesome this year. By the way, looks so good. He looks so good. Ugh. Uh, we'll we'll see what uh, what comes for the Mavs over the next uh, the next few days. But uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you come back next week for our our main episode where we talk all NBA stuff. Uh, and then these Mav Time episodes every week or every other week uh, when there's Mav stuff that needs to be discussed. So thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. Shut it down! Oh, Let's go home! <laughs> it's a wrap, Doug! Yeah, that is a wrap.